Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. And remember, what's happening in Vegas is not staying in Vegas, as I bring you helpful tips and all sorts of topic areas, with a Vegas twist of course. So let's get the show started. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's good to have you back in for another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I'm your host, Ryan Winder. I've got a very special guest for you today. My wife, Sonia Winder, is going to be joining the show as we talk about keys to a successful marriage. We recently just celebrated our 25th anniversary of marriage, and I thought, what a great way to celebrate that and talk about that than bringing her on the show so we can share with you some of the things that we think are important for marriage, um, critical things to have in your marriage as far as like whether it be communication, intimacy, those kinds of things. So hope you'll enjoy that episode um, as she comes on in just a little bit. Uh, first off, just a couple things as far as uh, housekeeping stuff. Remember, there's the Facebook group, the Vegas Therapist podcast page uh, that you can go check out. I'm also on Instagram. I also have TikToks that I'm doing now or trying to do or have been doing for a little bit. And uh, on a personal level, if you're interested in some therapy or coaching from me, just reach out to me at ryanwinder uh, at gmail.com. Also, too, I'm looking for opportunities to speak more at different events. So if you know of an event and think I'd be a good fit for that, just reach out to me and I will definitely see if I can make that work uh, for whatever the event is. So without further ado, let's get to the show. All right. At this time, I'd like to welcome in my very, very special guest, my wife, Sonia Winder. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you. You glad to be here? Oh, I'm so excited. It's a dream come true. That's what I thought. Uh, I've been wanting to have Sonia on for a long time, but I feel like this is the perfect time because we just celebrated our 25th anniversary of being married. And uh, I feel like that gives us some credibility as to offer some advice as to what works or what are some keys to a successful marriage. And being a marriage therapist, I feel like that gives me even added credibility to do so, whether my wife thinks so or not, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. So um, we thought we'd start off by just sharing our story with you all, because many of you may not know it, how this couple came to be and what brought us together. And it was actually a blind date um, that was set up by my former sister-in-law. Um, so thank you, Ginger, for setting us up and, uh, being a part of that, bringing this dynamic together. Um, and it was pretty much what I can say as a whirlwind. We basically had our first date October 24th and were married by February 17th of the next year, which was not a full year it was like three, four months or whatever away in between. So very quick, very hectic and not a lot of time in between so we obviously did something right because we're here still but anyway so we thought we'd share that a little bit about about kind of like some of the things we did um and i guess for you Simon, what do you remember about our early moments together because <laughs> it felt like moments <laughs> <laughs> well i do remember um we went on this blind date and after he brought me home, he said something about calling me and then he just never called me for a while. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. It's like two days. <laughs> it seemed like forever. But then again, 
we can't even remember when we had this one conversation. I mean, and it had to be an early on because we didn't date for very long, but early on, um, I remember just saying to him, I don't remember where we were. We can't even agree on where that was either. But early on, I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up because he was currently getting his bachelor's degree. And he told me he wanted to either be a school teacher or he wanted to be a therapist. I thought they were both vastly different from each other. Um, I guess through COVID though, you could be a school teacher and a therapist at the same time, maybe. But anyways, um, I told him I would never be married to a school teacher with no disrespect to school teachers. My mother was a school teacher. I have siblings that are school teachers. Um, school teachers are fantastic. You couldn't pay me to be one, but they're fantastic. At the time, I just kind of had a negative something about male school teachers. Um, now I kind of wish he was one that he could have the summer off. But anyways, back then, no, I thought a therapist would be sounded great, though. I don't know. Nobody went to a therapist back then. <laughs> so it was kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I look at back at and I think, you know, when I've told the story before at different things I spoke at, I look at it as like that was an example of somebody setting a boundary, somebody that knew what they wanted and what they didn't want. And that's okay to speak up, but especially if you're dating early on, um, if you're going through that process right now, it's obviously important to set boundaries. So, and also too, it was, it was a way of pushing me. I was the first, you know, kid in my family basically to go to university. So I didn't really know what I was doing for the most part, other than it's just like, okay, I knew I wanted a different life. I knew I wanted to go to school. Uh, and become something. And I just thought, well, I knew teachers, I knew what they, and I thought that I would just do that. But definitely, uh, if you are thinking, you know, about the Vegas therapist, and you've been listening to the podcast, I'm here today, because my wife set a boundary and said she didn't want to marry a, a school teacher. So there's a lot of good has come from that decision. And, and from her setting that boundary. So we'll look at it in a positive perspective, <laughs> not a negative thing. So. I never thought I was getting married <laughs> to him either. So don't worry about that. I was just obviously beacon off. Right. So some of the other things that we did that we that I think are important when you're in that dating process is we both had situations or people that we kind of look to for advice or guidance. For me, I felt like my mom was always somebody I, I could trust her intuition on things. And so I think it was our second date. We went to Cardston and, and visited my mom. And basically my mom was sold from the get go. She was like, this is the one, this is the person you need to marry. This is the person for you. Um, and so. Time I out. She realized <laughs> that I was the daughter that she never had. Yes, yeah. it's true. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go with that. But she definitely was high on Sonia and was definitely thought that we were, it was the right mix and didn't see, uh, any, any reasons for us to not keep dating, let alone not get married. So she was on board from the get go and Sonia had her own experiences with that, that I'm going to let her talk about. Um, I had friends that were married. I was out of like my group of friends. I was probably the last person to get married. And, and, um, I mean, I think I felt like this was kind of going that direction, even though I didn't want to get married till I was 26. Um, so I had a couple years, but, um, it didn't seem like that would work out, especially cause he didn't want to even wait till the end of the year to get married. He wanted to get married quick. Um, but I took him to meet a couple of my good friends that were both, um, one was currently married with kids and she, we went and met her and she 
um, told me after that I was, that Ryan was the other half that she didn't even know existed that was missing from me. And then I took him to meet another one of my friends who I can't remember if she was divorced at this time or in her second marriage. I think she was single. She had already been married and um, was currently divorced. And um, I took him to meet her because I just was like, did not want to be blinded by love. I knew too many people um, that were blinded by love and I didn't want to be one of those. I, I always said I wasn't getting married to get divorced. Hence, this is why we're here 25 years later. Yeah, right. <laughs> and my friends approved. So right. that was good. That stamp of approval was important to me. Well, I think like I said, I mean, sometimes we're not always the best at seeing red flags in other people because maybe we are blinded by love or we just see the good parts of them and other people have a way of maybe seeing it through a different lens and so they can identify those things. So if you're definitely open to that process, it's it's good to have eyes on the prize for you, people that are watching out for you that have your best interest. And, you know, I guess the, our, our challenge is just to be able to listen to them in those moments, especially if it goes against what we're feeling, you know, if, if it had gone the other way, um, if they didn't like me, if they didn't <laughs> think I was a good guy, um, I don't know. I no, I would have totally ditched him. <laughs> okay. All right. So there you go. But that didn't happen. Um, I passed the test and I was able to, um, get through that, uh, part of the courting phase and we moved on. So anyway, so like we said before, it was a, it was a hectic period. Um, I, I even had to like finagle a way to ask her dad to, for her hand in marriage. And that was a whole story in itself. Um, on my end, it was just more like I set up the time to go see them on their end. They were, what were they doing to you? They were pushing me out of their house. I lived in the same town, but I had my own house and it was my twin brother's birthday and they were all coming over with their friends. I can't remember. They did something fun and all their friends were coming over there, coming over for um, cake and ice cream after. And so I came over after work and anyways, I was hanging out. My parents were shoving me out the door like blatantly. And I couldn't figure out why they were so rude and trying to get me out of the house. Well, hindsight, it was because. I was, coming, was over. coming over. <laughs> I had a deadline. I had a timeline. <laughs> and they did not want me to know. So anyway, so that all worked out. Um, so I felt hurt for a little bit, but got over it. Cause I don't even think you were feeling, you were sick that day too. Like you weren't even feeling good. Yeah. Cause I, I came I back. Sick. I, after I, after I oh, yeah, went to their house, to I house. came to your house and you were already in bed and you weren't feeling good. So anyway, it probably was mad. So, and uh, not right. feeling good. <laughs> Operation asked her parents for hand in marriage worked out and and then the rest is history and then we're here we obviously were married i finished up my degree in alberta and then we moved to vegas and have three kids and you know a couple moves later and here we still are so we thought we'd share some things that we felt were keys to successful marriages if you google that um uh you know that term you'll get five things eight things seven things whatever so these are the things that i thought were important and I feel like each of us can benefit from the first thing that I thought was good was just this idea of love and commitment and how important love and commitment is. And there was something I read where it says love at its core is a decision to be committed um, and obviously committed to another person. Feelings can come and go, but a true decision to be committed is something we have to continually repeat and do over and over again. I think especially 
when we look at situations that come up in relationships, you know, you're going to have arguments, you're going to not see eye to eye on certain things. And so that need to continually commit to loving your spouse is so important because otherwise, you know, the resentment or the wedge between the two of you can grow and that just, you know, carries its own momentum. So we have to continually make that conscious decision. This is the person I love. This is the person I'm going to show love to. This is the person I'm going to be committed to. And it kind of goes from there. So any thoughts on that, Sonny, as far as love and commitment? Um, well, I already said this, but not wanting to be a failure was a big um, thing for me. Um, but I just was thinking right now that for us, we don't have anything. I think it's different in relationships where there's maybe someone that, you know, an addiction comes into play. We don't have that. So that can change up, right? The dynamics. I mm -hmm. think that you have to be mindful of, of that because that's not something I had to contend with, but I'll tell you if there was an addiction, I'd be piecing out really quick. Um, I'm kind of a hard ass, I guess. <laughs> Hence she wasn't going to marry a school teacher back to that. Right. So she had her boundaries. She was pretty firm about what she was going to tolerate or not tolerate. Even like, there's another story I could tell you about video games. I wasn't even really much of a gamer. Uh, my brother was preparing to leave on his LDS mission. And so he was coming over to our house to spend a weekend before he left. We played video games for like eight hours or something like in a row, which is definitely not my norm, but it was just more of a going away present. Yeah. Pretty much after that, it was like, yeah, no video games. I don't think we had a system until no. later, later on where we finally got um, guitar here. Well, kids yeah, something. but then we got guitar here and we kind of got into that or whatever, but yeah. So definitely if you were a gamer and you married Sonia, well, you wouldn't have been a gamer because she. Oh, I remember no... I was so pissed <laughs> because I worked full time. It was a Saturday. I cleaned the house. It was just the two of us. We didn't have any kids. And I cleaned the house and went grocery shopping and they didn't even move. Like they parked their butts in the middle of the living room floor. I vacuumed around them literally. And I was pissed. I was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. See? Anyway. So Something we obviously saw fly. that differently though, but anyway, so we made it past that. We got through that <laughs> challenge. Um, definitely. Anyway. So, all right. So some other things I think are important besides love and commitment. I think time together is a critical thing. One of the things is that I was thinking about this is that sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And as far as like things that can help your marriage or benefit it, maybe you're doing them. You just don't know that they're a benefit until maybe you look back and you see, Oh yeah, that really did have, an importance to our relationship. And one of the things I was thinking about, we were coming back from a movie the other night and it came on the radio about um, the importance of bedtimes for kids and kids getting sleep and having, and I think the bedtime that they suggested was like eight or eight 30. And I just remember having this conversation. We, we talked about this and that was something that Sonia was always good about is having our kids on a routine. And so the great thing about that is it gave us the opportunity to have a couple hours each night together where we could just talk or watch a show together, but just really ultimately just spend time together. And I know a lot of people I see don't have that time or they, they're not able to, to find that time to spend together, whether it's because their kids aren't on a routine or they just don't commit to having that as, as, as a space of time. So definitely time together is important. Even if it's in small doses, it doesn't have to be, these big things with big dates or whatever, but it just the, the meaningful stuff of just having time that we are in the same room, uh, doing the same, you know, maybe again, it's watching a show or like I said, just having conversations, but any thoughts on that sign as far as time together? 
No, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. All right. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, when we talk about time together, it's like compatibility is an important part. Compatibility and even chemistry, just the idea of like being able to, you know, um, enjoy the same things. Like the other day when we were talking about this, Sonia got in the car and she was like, you know what? I was thinking about your question about what are some of the keys? And she's like, well, the good thing is we like each other. And I'm like, well, that is a good thing (laughs) (laughs) that we do like each other, especially after all these years. But I think uh, like that goes deeper into the sense of compatibility where it's also, we like the same things. We like to do similar things. So it's not really hard to spend time together. Like, I don't feel like we have to pull each other's arm to get each other to go do things. Like even right now, we like going to basketball games together, like at, at the high school level. Uh, we're going tanning together as we pre- as we prepare for our, our trip, uh, you know, for our honey or for not for our honeymoon, for our anniversary that we're going on. Um, so we do like to do some of the a lot of the same things. But. Yeah. I don't I mean, we were we. um for quite a few years, we both ran. And so we like to make, because we'd like to travel, we would, um, plan trips, places to go to run half marathons and make it like a place to go. So it was a way to, you know, travel together and then run, even though we didn't run together, we, um, like we didn't run together. We, you know, would be there together and cheer each other on and, and, and stuff like that. Um, other things is we like the beach. We like to go to the beach. So we would plan, um, trips around the beach and even sporting events. And then once we had kids, well, I guess all of this, we had kids for pretty much, but those things became important for our kids. And so then when we, when I, not we, there's no, we in the traveling in our family, we travel together, but I plan all the vacations. And, um, so when I would plan those, any trips that we go on, it was important for me to plan around the different things that, um, everybody in our family likes. So whether it was beach, we try and incorporate going to the beach with going to sporting events or going to Disneyland or going, you know, even running, like we would take our kids, like maybe this is a bad story and I shouldn't share it, but, um, we had responsible children and, um, one year I'm not going to disclose how old they were, but we ran a race at Huntington beach. We ran the surf city, um, half marathon and we took our kids and it was a super bowl weekend and we took the kids so that they could have a good weekend. But, um, we left them in the hotel room to go run the half marathon early in the morning, but we had responsible kids and they knew we had them food and breakfast there and snacks. And they knew to get up and be quiet and, and watch our show and eat. And they did great. And then we went, took them out and we went to the beach and we did things like that. So we were able to, you know, run our race and incorporate that and make into a family weekend away, did the beach, watch the Super Bowl, spent time. I had friends come in from um, Canada to run to and things like that. So we really tried to make different things like, you know, right. Yeah. And, well, and like I said, yeah, we tried to make them meaningful. And, but again, the idea was that they weren't like, we weren't dragging the other person along. They were things that we enjoyed to do together. And so there was a commitment to doing that. So it really made it enjoyable. And plus is a way that we were able to grow together and build our relationship. And um, it hit all of our interests. Yeah. Like right. all the things that we liked. Right. Right. And still do. So I think the other thing too, is we're 
talking about some of these different things, there's some other, again, things that you don't necessarily know that you don't know until, you know, you've realized that they could have been a beneficial thing. John Gottman also talks about the importance of, you know, different rituals like around communication, um, around, you know, saying goodbye in the morning and in the evenings, having these different rituals and something that I always tried to do, um, at the end of each evening or at the end of each night, as we laid down for bed, was it just expressed that I expressed, that I love you to Sonia, um, and let her know that I loved her. I didn't always get that in return, but I got, <laughs> what did I get back? I would always say ditto. Right. That's like a term of endearment, right? <laughs> he would say, I love you. And I say ditto. Right. I, I knew it came from the heart, so I appreciate it. But it was even more meaningful anytime she said it, um, that she did love me. So I, I took that. I took those moments very, very in-depthly as, as far Don't as- Don't you still? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking I, the past tense. Well, yeah. Yes. When they do come, I, I enjoy them even more. But the ditto thing, I know that's just her. That's something we've always done. But again, the importance is, is that at the end of each night, as you just express that love to one another, it's kind of a reset. It just helps you kind of remind yourself that this is the person I love and care about. And if there's been anything negative in the day, it kind of just washes that away. Another thing that Gottman talks about is like a 25-minute conversation, a stress-reducing conversation. That, that couples should have daily. And I think one of the things that we've always been good at is just communicating those parts of the day, you know, sharing our day with each other. I know as I would come home at the end of long days, you know, so I want to know about a, a crazy story or something that happened at work or something I was dealing with. And there were times, you know, early on where that would sort of get, you know, maybe a little exhausting for me, especially at the end of a long day, but I knew it was important to share something with her because that was a window of, for her into my life and a way that we could connect and a way that we could share kind of what we're doing. Cause she was very interested and always was very supportive in, in what I did for work and the people that I was helping and just kind of like, I think she saw the value in it. So I definitely wanted to make her a part of that. And I think the same is true for her now. Like when she's, um, you know, goes to work as a nurse and is able to share, some of the crazy stuff that she's gone through, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on the communication side? If we're totally being honest, I don't know that we always have the best communication, but we always do talk like that. Like he didn't make any of that up. I think sometimes with anything we can always be better, but um, I mean, we do have, I know people who don't really communicate about their day or, you know, they travel for work and then they don't even talk to their spouse for days on end. Like, I don't think yeah. if we're ever apart, we usually Pretty maybe good. even text or, mm -hmm. or, you know, or call, but yeah, I think definitely think communication is very important. Yeah. Um, another thing on, on the list of things is just kind of growing together, you know, and I think we've been pretty good at that. You know, as far as like, you know, science been back to school to become a nurse. Again, we've we've done things like running together. But I think that that's also involved in like just setting goals. Right. So what, what are your thoughts about goals? Well, and being supportive of each other. I think, um, well, I went back to nursing school. Oh, it's been quite a while ago because I had to do it a little at a time with three kids. But you had he had to be very supportive, but he was also working till late. So we we really had to juggle a lot. Um, and in nursing school, you have clinicals and you don't get to pick when you're going to have those. And so, I mean, we really um, had to juggle our, our everything, but he already hit on this. Like our, we had bedtimes for our kids that were really important. And um, 
I don't know, we've set goals as individuals and as a couple. And I think we're just really supportive of each other. Well, and I think supportive and also just like pushing each other to be the best person. Like it's more than, I mean, it's obviously supporting each other, but I think it's like you see something in somebody that's good and it's like, Hey, you can be the best. Yeah. Right? Like a therapist. Right. <laughs> I could see he could be a therapist right. and he could be the best and help more people probably than being the school teacher. So maybe that was like, I was onto something. Right. And when I decided to go back to nursing school, um, he was very supportive and he had to pick up some of the slack in the morning with the kids and, and then working full time as a nurse, um, long hours, long days. And he had to, or pick even up when you went back to get your bachelor's, right. That was like yeah. six months of life. And then I decided to go back and, and do more education. And I, when I wasn't at work, I was in locked in a room doing, um, school, my bachelor's, I did associates first. And then I went back and did my bachelor's in four and a half months. And so. It, it was crazy, but we set these goals and I think we help each other accomplish those goals. And I think you have to look at everything, kind of all of the th little things that we talk about, the communication, time together, compatibility, chemistry, our interests growing, like, cause all of that I think goes together to hit the goals. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I will say this, I mean, cheesy or not, I feel like Sai has always been my biggest supporter in anything I've done. And she's always, like I said, pushed me to, to be better. Hey, you should do this. You should do this training podcast, whatever it is. It's always been a supportive person and trying to make me better, even giving me critiques on my podcast and how I can improve. So, um, always just being there. So it's great. So the last one that we want to kind of touch on is obviously sex. That's an important aspect for any relationship. And I think that that's something that's, I feel like I'm lucky to, to be able to, have a relationship where that's been an important part. And again, even with the idea of balance, it's like, you know, there's going to be times where it's maybe less and times when it's more, I mean, that can fluctuate with kids and life things and hormones and <laughs> whatever other things that can happen. But I think it's always been something that we've put a level of importance on, would you say, or maybe not? Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe one of us puts a little more you know, it's a love language. So we'll say that was a love language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important. It's definitely important in a relationship. And I think there's definitely a balance there and you have to figure that out, you know? Yeah. I think part of the balance is like the notion of like, you know, we talk about in therapy, there's always going to be a pursuer and a distancer in terms of things. And, and, and especially when it's intimacy, there's going to be more of a pursuer. And I would say Sai is the pursuer in our relationship. I have to fend her off quite a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. If you know me, you know, that is true all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that's not true. So I am more of the pursuer. Um, and that's okay. I I've, I've had conversations with people that, you know, they talk about the frustrations they have with always being that pursuer. And I think a lot of times they take it personal from the standpoint of like, they feel like their spouse maybe doesn't care about them as much or doesn't love them as much. And they just want that feeling of like, you want me as much as I want you, which I understand. But I also think we're just all different. And I think when we can kind of look at something through the lens of like, it's not personal, it's just the way it is. And I feel like once I started doing that and just recognized, Hey, this is a thing that's important to be in our relationships. And if I need to be the pursuer for that to happen, that's okay. That's something that just is. 
And it doesn't mean that she doesn't want to be a participant in that. It's just that it's not in her inclination to always start the process. <laughs> and in my defense, I have three kids. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. He's never had to birth out a child. Mm. So anyway, so, but I think if you're looking for that, you know, I'm definitely sex and intimacy and obviously, you know, things like spending time together and having compatibility and doing things, you know, that bring you together are obviously important parts that can go into making that more meaningful. Exactly. So, yeah. I think it's like all of the parts of the parts wheel, of the, right? right? That right. all, they have to all work together and it makes it easier to want to have sex if other things are in alignment. Right. 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 Like if I empty the dishwasher, it's a good chance. I'm Everybody has their lucky, different, right? <laughs> Everybody has their different love languages. Right. Maybe one day he'll decide to plan a vacation. <laughs> he might really get lucky after that. All right. Well, that sounds incentivizing, but so, okay. So those are kind of some of the things, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of keys, whether it be again, chemistry, compatibility, communication, love, loyalty. Uh, I think science is also very, uh, loyal person. Um, and she's very dedicated to the people she cares about, which is, in, you know, obviously I benefited from in our relationship, honesty, trust, those things are important. Now, we never, like science said before too, like, you know, never really had to kind of face one of those more challenging kind of issues like addiction or infidelity or whatever, where those things get put to the test more so. Um, but, you know, I think part of that is again, you know, goes back to this idea that we've just been committed to each other. Neither of us want to really fail. We want to have a good marriage. We want to be successful. And we put our time and energy into that and not thinking about other things, right? Yeah. And I think once you have kids, like you want to be a good example to them. Um, because I want my kids to see what a good relationship is and a success successful marriage. Right. Success and sex and marriage. Yes, we want to have them not see that part, but just know that their parents care about them. So they see that part. That's a whole nother trauma that will be. We don't want to talk yeah, about. We don't want to talk about that. So, um, but yeah, that's definitely another aspect of it. You want to give them that example. So um, anyway, so I hope you guys have gotten some good things from this. You know, be able to see a little bit more into our lives and kind of where we got to as far as being married for 25 years and how we got there. And hopefully there's some things that you can take away from this and use in your own relationship um, because, you know, relationships can be great. You know, the, the norm really isn't 25 years of marriage as we, as we both kind of put that out there this week to people that we've been married for 25 years and we're celebrating that there's a lot of like congrats, but like, wow, that's amazing. And it's just not the norm anymore that people are staying married for this long. And I think a lot of that really has to do is like, we're not as committed to things. We don't stick to things as much. That's a whole nother topic of issue. But, you know, I think it's, it's good that we both are committed people. We both want to work. You got to be able to work. And I think both of us are workers in our relationship and, and we have goals. We have a lot of the same goals, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Goals and values, all those things, you know, the same goals, same values as they all are part of it. And we could kind of go on, but we don't want to take too much of your time. We appreciate you listening. And this is the Vegas therapist and his wife, Saya, signing off. 